Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Over the last few weeks, we've been talking about the minor characters. We've been talking about the minor characters in the, in the book of Mark. People whom Jesus encountered along the way as he was moving closer and closer to, to Jerusalem. You have to remember that these are ordinary people that Jesus is confronting. People with ordinary problems, the kinds of problems that you and I face on a day-by-day basis. And now we're moving closer and closer and closer to the time of crucifixion. Our Lord was placed on trial before Pontius Pilate. And at the end of Pilate's examination, he was turned over to the soldiers. And the, uh, the soldiers, uh, Matthew says, were part of a group called Aspiria in Greek. Aspiria, uh, I guess the best translation of Aspiria uh, into English would be a cohort or a group of, of soldiers. And at this particular time in history, the, the term is, is very, very loose, but at this particular time in history, Asperia was probably composed of, uh, of six uh, centuries, and centuries had shrunk from 100 to 80, and uh, about 480 soldiers. So it wasn't anywhere near as large as a, a legion, but uh, it was still a fairly substantial number of soldiers. And uh, these were most likely not legionnaires. They were probably auxiliary troops. And uh, best guess would be that they were Syrian who had no love for the Jews. Well. Jesus was turned over to them, and they were, they were rough guys, and uh, they, they made fun of him. They mocked him. King of the Jews, well, the king needs a robe, and so they found a robe for him. The king needs a scepter, and they took a, a reed and handed it to him for his scepter, and he needs a crown, and they took some some thorns and bound them together and made a a circle and gave it to him for a crown. And then they made fun of him. They mocked him. But the real reason why he had been turned over to the soldiers was so that he could be scourged. That was the practice in those days. If you were sentenced to death, then first you were beaten and uh, Usually it was by two soldiers called lectors, and they used a, a short whip with uh, a handful of thongs, either single leather thongs or, or braided, and each of the thongs either had a, a small iron ball or 
a, a piece of sheep's bone attached to it. So when they beat a prisoner with these whips, the iron balls, the sheep bones would cut into the tissue and not only cause pain, but blood loss. And uh, depending on how badly the, the prisoner was beaten would really kind of determine how long he would stay alive on the cross. The cross itself probably weighed in the neighborhood of 300 pounds and every single picture I've seen of Jesus bearing his cross, he's been dragging a cross behind him. At that particular point in history, usually the prisoner would only carry the crossbar of the, uh, of the cross, and he would carry it across his, his shoulders. Well, I told you all of this to tell you that uh, Jesus is being led from the scourging post to the site of crucifixion. He's been awake the whole day before. He has celebrated Passover with his disciples. He's instituted what we now know as the Lord's Supper. From there, he went directly to the, he went directly to the uh, Garden of Gethsemane. There he was in emotional turmoil. Father, if it be thy will, take this cup from me. And then he was betrayed and led to the high priest's palace. And from the high priest's palace where he was examined by the Sanhedrin, he was taken before Pontius Pilate and then turned over to the soldier. So he has been up all day, all night, and now he has been beaten, battered, exhausted, probably shoved far beyond his physical endurance. And he's led out, surrounded by guards, led by a centurion to the place of crucifixion. And along the way, the centurion, not for the benefit of the Lord, but to keep the process moving, simply chooses a volunteer out of the crowd. You! And suddenly, Simon of Cyrene, who had just come in from the country about his own business, found himself saddled with the cross of this this unknown man, or at least unknown to him, and having to accompany him all the way to the site of crucifixion. The Bible mentions Simon's uh, two sons, Alexander and Rufus. I would guess probably because the later Christian congregation probably knew of them if not knew them directly. 
as they heard the reading of the, of the gospel. Simon carried the crossbar. He didn't carry the cross that Jesus carried. Jesus carried the cross, the weight of the sins of the entire world. One Lent, I had a, a very large, rugged wooden cross that had been made by one of the uh, men in the congregation laid across the steps in front of the altar. And then I invited the congregation to come up because it's our sins that nailed Jesus to the cross. I invited them to come up and symbolically put a nail in the cross. I didn't know if anybody would dare to do that. And then there was this hesitation. And finally, one of the men got up and came down and very tentatively tapped a nail into the cross. And then another man came up, and another man came up. And after a while, a whole stream of people were coming up and putting a nail into the cross. Some of the little old ladies in the congregation came up, got their hands on the hammer, and went bam, bam, bam! Showed a whole lot more enthusiasm than necessary. Scared the daylights out of me. But they made the point, it's our sins that nailed Jesus to the cross. It was our sins that he had to carry on the cross. Uh, Simon, Simon was just carrying the wooden crossbar. Earlier, Jesus had said in the gospel, if anyone wants to follow me, let him take up his cross daily and follow me. Take up your cross. All of us, all of us have crosses to bear. Simon didn't have a choice. It was like a, a Marine gunnery sergeant picking a volunteer. He didn't have a choice. We usually don't have a choice when our crosses are thrust upon us. And our crosses may be of all sorts of different kinds. For some, the crosses are, are physical suffering. My uh, younger daughter has had uh, migraine headaches for years sometimes so severe that, that she would throw up. And uh, she tried everything that, uh, that she could think of, everything that was suggested, and nothing really worked. Until finally, she found a, uh, a doctor that was willing to work with her and finally found a medicine that would at least allay the pain of the, of the migraines. And I know there are lots of other people that I've run across that have had the same frustration. 
in trying to find some kind of relief from the crosses that they, they suffer. Some people suffer from unremitting back pain. You know, along the line, I've had spasms in my back, and I thought they were pretty bad. And then I was calling on a lady in the hospital who, while I was standing there, had spasms so bad that they were lifting her up off of the bed. And then I thought, my spasms aren't all that bad. Other people have had financial difficulties because of medical bills or loss of job or, or uh, other hardships or I'm sure in some cases simply mismanagement. Some of us have been introduced to the dark web, which is an unintended consequence of the, uh, of the internet that we use with such abandon. Our, not only our, our uh, email addresses, but our social security numbers and our financial information is sold all the way across the world. Our older daughter's credit was destroyed because someone gained access to her financial information. Uh, my wife and I have to have a code from IRS every year to file our tax uh, forms because somebody got hold of our numbers and filed a claim uh, on our behalf. People bear all sorts of different kinds of crosses. And I'm sure some of you do. But I'm not sure that that's precisely what Jesus was talking about when he said, take up your cross and follow me. Well, I think what Jesus had in mind was cow tipping. <laughs> no, I know. I know that, uh, that cow tipping is a, really a myth in the real world. Uh, there, there are two kinds of cows. There are ranch cows and there are farm cows. And Patrick McManus pointed out that uh, among ranch cows, there are slow mean cows and there are fast mean cows. And anybody that wants to take a chance on tipping a ranch cow has either got to be incredibly stupid or wildly drunk. <laughs> and uh, farm cows are, are very docile, of course. Um, but you probably have better luck tipping over a Ford or a Chevy than a thousand plus pound Hereford. Well, when Jesus said to take up your cross and follow me, what he was probably thinking of was you need to tip over the idols in your life which are a whole lot harder than tipping over a cow. We have so many idols that we, we hang on to. All of the material things that we use to, to surround our lives, all of the positions, all of the, the places that we use to define ourselves, 
we need to tip over. Even our own spirituality, we need to tip over and turn loose of and follow after Jesus. I'm sure that, that many of you do have crosses in your life. Illness, pain, uh, financial problems, family problems. We have lots of crosses. But the real cross that Jesus is talking about, the real cross that we need to take up daily is simply to tip over the idols and follow in the footsteps of Jesus and let Jesus Christ define who we are.